Oracle. Boys, what's going on? Not much, just uh, recording out in the elements. You might Beautiful. hear some um, swans and some rain. Oh, is it raining up there, is it? A little bit. Not much. <laughs> not, <laughs> not much. Not much, Oracle. He's carrying on a little bit there, Mingus. No, it's a drizzle. Yeah, pretty much. How, how's the weather in Tassie? It's beautiful today. We had like a 25-degree day, sunny as hell, no, not a single cloud in the sky. It was awesome. That's so It's been like that last couple of days. It's actually been way better weather down here than compared to Melbourne. Melbourne was a shocker. Oh, there's nothing better than getting some good Tassie weather. Yeah, it's been awesome. We we're pretty stoked. Like, we were real worried that we'd have to have the big jackets on the whole time, but we barely used them. I was in shorts all today and yesterday and the day before as well. Oh, it's bloody epic down there. Freshest, freshest air in um, Australia, they reckon. It feels that way. Which could be the world. Easier. Could be the world. <laughs> it could actually be the freshest air in the world. Yeah, I reckon it is. Where, where, would you, where, where else would you say? Me or I don't, yeah. wouldn't even have a fan's clue. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's settled then. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, yeah. If Oracle says it's the best, it is. So, mate, let's have a chat about the Melbourne Cup. That was a uh, – I don't know why I still – I don't know why I still bet on that race. Or that day. Yeah, it's, or that day in general, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Good day, though. Oh, it was a good day. It was a good day for a picker – well, a couple of friends of the podcast, Steve and Paul, who uh, own a decent share in gold trips, so – I know they were pretty stoked, that's for sure. Yeah, congratulations. That is just outstanding. Go yeah, so it was qu- yeah, quite quite funny story. They ended up hiring out, um, I forget what the restaurant's called, something Flower, Flower Drum in oh, Melbourne. Oh, yeah, Melbourne, they, yeah. Yeah, they just hired out the whole restaurant. So really? They, I'm, I'm not sure about the whole logistics of people who'd actually booked dinner that night. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they literally, excuse me, I've got a bit of a cough. You're right. <coughs> Not yeah, the they literally hide out the whole whole restaurant and Paulie was drinking vintage um, Dom the entire evening, had a huge headache the next day when he had Holy to fly home. shit. That is exactly oh, what I was doing as well. Worth it. Yeah, so, so like the trainer came, Mark Zara came down oh. and then like obviously a lot of like the, the racing community were also there. So it was pretty epic. Fuck, that's unreal. What percentage did they have in the horse? I don't know the exact percentage, but I know it's a fair share, like like a, a, a notable share. So it's ra- around twenty percent or something, maybe. I is it something the, like I, that? I, I don't want, I don't want to quote on that one. Sure, but but yeah, I'm, it's a decent percentage because knowing Steve, he's not going to going to half ass it. That's for sure. That's amazing! Congratulations! Yes. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. To and credit to them because they've had so much patience with that that, that horse. Yeah, like. For, for him to come to Australia, fail the vet checks, get scratched the day before the Cox Plate, and then be banned from racing in Victoria for a period of time, get him up to Sydney. He had all these foot issues, and they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then <laughs> to literally have that heartbreak of the Caulfield Cup and then finally turn it back around and actually win the big arguably one. Australia's biggest race. Oh. Like, it. Pretty, pretty awesome considering. I'd, I'd penned it. I'd penned I'd run out of ink in my well, biro by the time that well, race started. Well, I think we 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 didn't pen it because it was definitely included in our in the first fours. But yeah, I penned the it. history of top weights in in the Melbourne Cup is is not great. 
So that was the reason for us not selecting him, I guess. But what did yeah, you, what did you think of the the race in general? I thought it was great. I thought yeah. it turned out really, really well. I think there was a lot more horses where we look back on it now. Like, <coughs> excuse me, I've watched the race a couple of times and I look back and there's been some absolutely enormous runs where horses have absolutely jumped out of their skin and performed well above their their SP and then other horses which have just flopped and you've just looked back and, and, and I guess, scratched your head and thought, what, what, what happened? Because I didn't think the track was playing all that bad. Like, remember we're leading up, we're like, we're going to be dealing with a heavy deck and it... I don't think it was as bad as they they definitely like or they thought it would be anyway, because I think it ended up being a soft seven by the time the cup came around anyway. Yeah, it looked all right. I mean, it, yeah, he kind of had it won a fair way out. I um, oh, yeah, I just I was just looking, going, what the fuck, Gold Trip? Like, just looked like it it won the handicapper couldn't have got it any more spot on. Doesn't he look like a genius? Oh yeah, he did well. And, to, like, I think we said on the potty as well, like, it was one of the weaker editions. Like, when you look back at some of the Melbourne Cups of the past, like, they've had a true top weight. Like, Gold Trip was a one start. Like, he'd only won one race leading up to this this thing. So, um, <clears throat> for him to be top weight, you kind of like, well, it's a bit, bit weird. But I do understand, obviously, on form lines, he definitely had the best form of any horse going into that race. That's for sure. Yeah, well, congrats to the boys. That was um, historical. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a dream, isn't it? Well oh, done. yeah. So She's Extreme was one that you liked. Uh, for the last few weeks, I remember you talking about it. Um, yeah, well, up winning I, the Oaks. Yeah, she was too short for me to make a bet, but she was just the best horse in the race. I thought it was one of the shittest Oaks I've seen in recent times. Like, if you go back and look at that field, Nothing was beating She's Extreme that day. Mm. Like, it was so disappointing and I'm not sure why it was so shit. Like, is it is it people doing what the, the connections like they did with Virtual Circle and, and pulling back and saying, no, we're going to let our horse develop and we'll aim for something in the autumn or, or the spring the following year? I, don't, I really don't know, but it was a really, really weak bunch of fillies this year. I was very disappointed by the race. Yeah, did you, Corbs, did you bet in that race? Oh, probably definitely did, but, you know, I just remember, Are yeah, we... I, I I think I actually had a little bit of money on She's Extreme, but, like, I didn't have a big bet. That's definitely, you know, as Bren said, it was, I thought it was it was a bit of a weird race. Um, there's no standouts. She's Extreme jumped off paper, but there was nothing else, you know. I think yeah. I actually... actually I think I went we someone else Queen in Oaks. Air. That's we right. Queen Air. That's we went Queen Air to play school. That's remember? right. Yeah. Queen Air to place, and I went a little bit solid on it. But um, it's the only yeah. thing I won all day, Queen Air to place. <laughs> I can. It's a good placing as well, which was better than I guess anything else that ran that day. So, yeah, I was a bit disappointed by that that Oaks race. But again, traditionally, it's never been a strong race outside of some of the, like <laughs> I guess a, a Montefilia or a. A very elegant. There hasn't been a huge amount of success to come out of that race in recent times, anyway. Very elegant, the Queen. Yeah. Oracle, mo- moving on to Champions Day. Oh, what a change that's been by the VRC, hasn't it? It's crazy. Like they've they've made it. They've made it a proper day. Like 
it's disappointing. Like the, I guess the gloss of, of Derby day certainly changed with a few little shakeups with the racing there, but I thought champions day was, was one of the better days. I, I, so I I'd was, almost I actually, argue it was the best almost. Yeah. You know? I, I, I would have said it was the best it, day of the carnival. Yeah. Crazy. Easily. Like when to have like the champion sprint mile and the stakes day on the same day, like that was a very smart thing for the VRC to do. And it, it was awesome. I loved the spectacle. I thought it was great to watch. And then you had like, yet arguably, <coughs> excuse me again, You're um, yet arguably our four best horses getting around: Animo, Zaki, Nature Strip, and um, <coughs> sorry again, and who else had a mess? Nature Strip, Zaki, Why Animo, and oh, you probably wouldn't put yeah, him in our best. But, top, but you're looking, at, you're booking, looking at our best three horses, and they were all in there. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, those races were fantastic. Minga, yeah. did you, uh, Minga, how's your account looking, by the way? Oh, everyone went a bit silly over the, the last couple of days of the carnival. I think feel like we didn't stick yeah. to the plans. I completely came unstuck. Uh, I didn't go too silly. I, I just ran out of my hundred. Um, but then I had that good day. Not good day, but a day in a good day. Good day. Yeah. Um, which day was that? I think it was Saturday. Champions Day? The, the day, recent one. The day that we did okay. We did okay on Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. It was Saturday. It was Champions Day. I came out um, 30, 30 bucks. 30 units up. 30 units up. That's 30 units. That's good. Yeah, and I, and I actually cashed out Oracle. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What'd you cash out? Well, I think I put, you know, 60 bucks in. End of the day, I had 90 bucks. And I was like, fuck it, I'm taking my 90. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you took the 90. Yeah. Ready? You're done. I'm not done. I'm not, I haven't retired, but I just needed to take some back just to, to feel. Did you need a pack of Marlboro Golds? Just to feel, <laughs> just to feel good about myself. You know, I just wanted to see some, some takings my way. You spent it on some ciggies. Um, Oracle, I've just got a little fun fact for you. Yeah. Um, remember how I told you about my Benny Mellum weekend? Yeah. That same period of time, it was probably that week, um, Mark Zara was there. And I met him and had some beers with him as well. And I didn't actually realise he was running in the cup. And I probably would have put money on that if I knew he was running. Because he was a good fella. I actually jump-started his car because he had a flat battery. I made a makeshift jumper leads and we jump-started his car. The moral of the story was he was there because... I think he'd played up or... Was this the Mornington weekend, the infamous one? This was the infamous morning weekend, right? So It was post-it, wasn't it? What you were telling us, where they were on that ban? Yeah, they oh. went up there to hide out. Oh, hold that. We'll cut that. Actually, maybe <laughs> cut that. We actually probably got to cut that, I think, because... Um, Fuck. Minga. Yeah, we got to cut Fuck. that. That's right. Sorry. Jesus, Minga. He's been sworn not to say anything. We can't get fucking world-class jockeys in trouble. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Minga. What do you want? What are we... So what What are we... So what am I cutting? <laughs> Just keep telling the story, I reckon. Yeah, you, we I don't need to talk about the story. Okay, I'll, the cut, I'll cut the Mornington thing out, yeah? So he, he's mates with my mate, and he's obviously mates with Benny Mellon. Anyway, yeah. he was there. Um, good fella. He was there with his wife and kids. Malum was there solo. Um, yep. 
And another interesting fact is my mate was there having beers with him one of the nights that I wasn't there. And Joel Parkinson was there. What? Having Start. beers with, with Zara. Go, Parko. At Zara's house in Byron. Go, Parko. My mate didn't know who Parko was. Parko gave him a free slab of bolters. Oh. Yeah. And then left, and my mate asked Zara, who the fuck was that guy? Like, he was a legend. And he goes, oh, that's Joel Parkinson. And that's my story. And he didn't, still didn't know who he was after that? But oh, I think he just, oh, oh that's Joel Parkinson, the surfer, or something like that, you know? Oh. Yeah. But. Well, the greatest ever. I don't think, AJ doesn't, doesn't follow the surfing, though. But he does follow the horses. And he yeah. probably would have, oh, yeah. and he had, oh, he actually, I actually messaged him when Zara won. Uh, the cup, and I, th- I think he had. He said he had twenty bucks on it. That's that'll do. <laughs> that would have done. Better than when, when, when it was playing twenty six to one, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. <coughs> so yeah, that's my little fun fact for you. Oracle. But he wishes he had more. When I spoke to him, AJ said he was, he was, um, he had one more leg left in a multi after that he put gold trip in, and it was the thing that we were on. Uh, what is it? Started with an M. I can't say its name. Oh, it would have been. I'm trying to think what race it would have been. But anyway, AJ had it in the last leg of his multi. Might have even been because we tipped it. <laughs> and he said, if that gets up, I'm flying down to Melbourne for the after party. Oh, Unfortunately, so it been... ran second, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Again. You're but still, anyway. So you're still up and about, old Babsy. <laughs> Going on to that um, champion sprint with Nature Strip. Yeah. How ridiculously short was he? Yeah. Like, I saw the boom, like, why he was so short, but I I didn't take it. I definitely didn't take it. Um, Nah. I I, I steered clear of the race, to be honest. Just with, there was so many (coughs) different form lines. What, whether or not the Everest was a gut buster for him, was he now starting to get tired after the overseas trip? There was a lot of factors against him, in my opinion, in that race. And what I loved about this, Rock and Horse comes from that, I guess, smaller stable, and it just proved that that Newmarket win where he beat Nature Strip and, and Home Affairs before they went overseas wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Yes, it was obviously an inside day that, that day when they were running down the straight, but... It just proves that he's an elite group one straight tracker. He's a quality Simple horse. Yeah. Yep. Yep, definitely. Yeah. He's a cunt. Yeah, yeah he, he, sure. did ruin, he did ruin a few quaddies going around that day. I know that. And, and this day. Yeah. Every, every day he's one, he's ruined a quaddie. I, I think um, yeah. he's the quaddie killer. He is the quaddie killer. Qu- he is a little. That'd be a good name for a horse. The quaddie killer. Quaddie killer. <laughs> 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 and the champion stakes, mate. Zaki. What? Oh, how good was that? I just... What really upset me about that oh, is that pissed I've me off, man. been on Zaki this whole prep and been on him solidly all prep. Um, and then he came out and did exactly what he does, what he usually does. And what, and what you got to look at is what was the factor that wasn't involved there? 
Well, he he had no pressure in the in the in that race. He had no pressure in the race before. I found he I found he just flipped. He had, no, he had he had no alligator blood. Yeah, the blood. But even in the race before, he didn't have that pressure from alligator blood from out wide. But I just think he in, failed in the straight. In that Cox Plate, the I don't think Jamie Carr went fast enough on him for one and two. Okay. The inside was the inferior ground. If you okay. looked where Animo, my um, not my Oberon, El Bogodon. Uh, Bodegon, sorry, and Thunderstruck, they all came down in lanes five and six and he was still stuck on the rails because that's what he loves to be. So I think that was a forgive run in that um, in that Cox Plate and I think it, can, I can understand that. Oh, I, looking back, I can understand it, but you can see the how the markets and the, the audience sort of um, didn't see it because he blew right out, didn't he? He blew out to, I think, like $8.50. Oh, eight, yeah. it was eight, ridiculous. It was so $8.50 him- before it. We put him in the quaddy, which was already bombed out because of the rocking horse, which was really, really annoying. The quaddy killer. The quaddy. Yeah. But, yeah, incredible run from Zaki. Incredible. Oh, that's, that's a Zaki we know and love. Oh, I'm happy I just for am him. Sh- what I was saying. Oh, no, no, no. The thing, I'll, I'm so happy for him. But wh- where I was going with that is I've been on him heavily every race leading up, bar that one. Yeah. It's the only one I didn't back him in. He's that sort of horse for me. Like, I'm, I can't catch him. And he's a love hate, love hate horse. Yeah, he's like a na- he's become like an after that win, he's my new fucking nature strip. Zaki's, <laughs> Zaki's one I, fo- I kind of since uh, up until that last race, I followed him to the death almost. I just like loved, I love Annabelle and love him, and I just followed him, I followed him and followed him, and then I just thought maybe he just hasn't fully come up, you know, and maybe he's just a bit uh, after the cox. I thought he might be a bit tired or something. I don't know. I just and then I didn't follow him, and he do- he. Fucking dominated. He's. I thought that it, honestly, Animo was going to be so hard to beat. So did I. I thought. Mm. And, and I thought Animo was going to win again. How like did he? Did he not run on? I just think Animo was done. I think he was done. You know. I think. I'm with course. Well, that was his fifth run this prep. Yeah. He had he, his grand final was obviously the the Cox Plate. Remember when James Cummins set out? Are we going to take him to the champion stakes? Are we not? Blah 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 blah. And I just think he was at his um, – I just think he was at the end of his prep and he was tired, simple as that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the the real champions don't do that. They yeah. They just go and I think, win that race. Yeah. I know, I know where your head's at. He's certainly – his credentials have certainly been boosted for me, in my opinion, this this prep. Seeing him win that Cox Plate was awesome and I I needed him to, to win a big race like that for me to sit down and go, yep, you're – you're really, really, really awesome. Um, I think when we look at races, like horses like him who we consider that are, are very good, we're always going to compare them to Winks who came out and literally won every single race that she contested in those latter five years of, or four years of her career. So I think we always look back and go, all right, Australia's best race horse, they should always be winning, but not necessarily. A lot of pressure. And poor Zaki, I think, had the same kind of mantle when he, after he won that Q22 and Dooming Cup, everyone was like, oh, he's going to win everything. So I think it's just an unrealistic expectation that we have on on our best horses is we expect them to win every single race because we've been blessed with your black caviars and, and your, your winkses in recent time. Yeah, they get that they get that pressure put on them. Yeah, um, definitely. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can. That's, Quite heavy. So, um, we yeah, got, uh, rain, Connie, aka Gary Youngberry, has just um, he's called it. He said there's a bit of rain here before. There wasn't even a sprinkle, but it is um now. Bu- it's now. bucketing now. 
Brandon, what is I got something here that you've noted about um like horses to follow. Yeah, like I think horses with futures that we gotta look at um in two thousand twenty three. There's there's <coughs> there's obviously more, but I think these were the three that really jumped out at me and I was like, you guys have put yourselves on the map as being genuine top or potential genuine top liners moving into next year. So I think I think the horse that we tipped obviously on Champions Day, Solcombe or Solcombe or however you want to pronounce oh, it, I think that thing was strong. I think it's gonna be an absolute weapon next year, come cups time and tankred even tankered in the in the autumn, I think it's just gonna be an absolute weapon. Is there is there Great a tip. futures market now for next year? Yeah, you could probably go on some things now. Just I haven't I haven't really checked, but well, this it would not surprise cheeky little twenty each way I'll bet, or something. I'll, I'll bet you it's favourite for, for some of them. Yeah, nice, oh, yeah. okay. Like if, if just have a look at like uh I I reckon <coughs> go to Caulfield Cup, for example. And Powered second, through the line. We're favourite for the Caulfield Cup. There you go. And then we're favourite for the Melbourne Cup. Wow. wow. Oh my god. What 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 at? Price? What at? So Melbourne Cup, we're at 15s. That's ridiculous. And Caulfield Cup, we're at 17s. I'm not taking either of them now. No way. No, no way. But you get your money back if it doesn't run. Yeah, but uh, I reckon you almost get 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 the same price. So better odds, yeah. You reckon? The horse horse might have a loss leading up to the prep or a minor setback or something like that. It might even have a setback like um, like a a gold trip, for example, and and not be able to race. So it's, it's kind of a smart thing to probably just sit off and... Futures markets this far out are just a waste of time. It's just it's it's spending money that you really don't that shouldn't be spending right now. Okay, yeah. We all love this next horse. Oh, virtual circle. Oh my god. <coughs> What's happening with him? Well, I just think the fact that they opted not to send him to the derby and to put him out and wait for something next year suggests to me that they've got a really really good opinion of him. Yeah, they've got their building. So. Him. Yeah, so I just want to see him develop and see what kind of horse he's going to turn into. So obviously he's going to be what three next year in the in the early portions. Him, they might aim him for an ATC Derby, who knows? Or they might hold him off and and wait for him to turn four after August and and go for some of those big staying races after that. I don't know, but um, I think he's got a bright future if they they nurture him well enough through his development. Well, let's hope they give us a price for God's sake. Uh, yeah, we can't. they yeah, robbed exactly. us. They robbed us. Well, actually, How no, they didn't. Song? No, they didn't. <laughs> because because uh, his brother, one word, his brother-in-law, Manzois, tipped by the Oracle. Couldn't have got, We weren't going to get better odds on Virtuous Circle for that either. I just forgot about that bet too because we were live potting with you, and and Con brought it up. He said, "Oh, I'm actually, I'm going to put that refunded money." On Manzois, and I went, you know what, stuff it, I'm going to do that too. So I went immediately into the Ned's account that I put those that futures bet on and chucked immediately on Manzois each way. And forgot and we got about the it. Exact, I, I forgot we about got it. the exact same odds. Exact same odds, like 26 and 6. Yeah. Oh, mate. And so then the, la- the last one to follow, I see you've got there. Oh, hang on. You know, should we, should we just stop for a second and just see if this rain yeah. settles down? Because that is fucking loud. Apologies to the fans. We got some heavy rain here, as forecasted by Gary. Um, the last one we've got here um, in secret, Bren. Oh, uh, she was awesome. How good? <laughs> how good was she? Who's Bren? She was so know. good in 
in the Coolmore Stud. Ridiculous. So, what's interesting is she's now favourite for the Everest next year. You're kidding. No. Nah. She's seven dollar favourite. Oh. As you said, so, it's stupid to do that now, but you know. Oh, it'd be a stupid bet considering how many good horses, how many good sprinters we have here in Australia. But <laughs> she was just electric in that corner. And the way she put away that, I thought was quite a good field. And um, we we obviously were quite keen on Bornis Notches, who I thought was awesome in that race running third. It's awesome. But, um, yeah, she's just a freak, simple as that. So I hope, and I know Will James Cummins just lets her develop again as well because – she could be anything. She could be the next darling of our, our sprinting ranks. Who knows? Yeah, lovely. This this weekend, Oracle. We got Newcastle. Yeah, it's good I love Newcastle. It's one of my more, um, I guess, how would a fonder New South Wales tracks to punt at. It always seems you're good there. <laughs> yeah, it always seems to play fair. I like it. I seem to read the read the rails pretty well. Read the how the tracks playing pretty well. So. Of course you do. Pretty the, pumped to be there. You're the Oracle. <laughs> well, I can't yeah, wait. To... I can't wait for this. Then, what's up? What? How? What are we doing? What have we got? Well, the, there's no no rain around, unlike the Gold Coast, which is which is great. So we're going to be dealing with a good surface, which is fantastic for Newcastle, which just makes it more fairer for racing. The rails in the True again, which is fantastic again, because we haven't raced there in a while. I know that. Um, so I think this is that start of that what we call that provincial carnival where Kembla Grange and and Newcastle kind of get their own little like time in the sun because they're both wonderful tracks and they're they're really well maintained tracks as well. So yeah, we've obviously got the Beaufort, which is the the staying race. We've got the Hunter, which is the big the big race, which we'll talk a little bit more about. And then you've got the the Max Lees, which is the little speed demon race for for two. <coughs> excuse me. Two-year-olds over the 900 metres, which is also great to watch because you can see how green some of the horses are and they have no idea what, they, what they're doing and you just, you just see them burst out of there. It's, it's, it's quite good to watch, actually. You yeah, see a bit okay. of talent come through that as well? Um, not, well not traditionally. Really. Not traditionally, not really. no. Just green. A lot, it, of green a, lot of, a lot of running. A lot, a lot of running a lot of green into each mothers. other. Because it's a 900-meter race, it, it, some some horses will kick off here with the aim of our, I guess, our Magic Millions Carnival oh, yeah. in in uh, January next year. But traditionally, you don't see a lot of great horses come out of it. But <clears throat> it's still good to watch. I still love watching it. And I probably won't be betting in the race, that's for sure, because you're just going to be going off trial form. But it, it's still good to watch. Oracle, just quickly... Should we aim to maybe have a cheeky little uh, day at the um, Magic Millions? Oh yeah, yes, definitely. definitely. Magic Millions, good, so because good. we're down. You know, we're down here already, and um, I think that could be a good, a really good um, TCRN day. You know, yeah, we can definitely do that. What uh, what date is that? Next year. Gen- um, is it? We have to look. January fifteenth. Let me look. You know, I had a share in a horse. I had a 25% share in a horse that ran in the Magic Millions about six years ago. You're kidding. Who was the horse? Uh, Sugar Sizzle. Oh, it's paying 100, 126 to one. Just snuck How good is that? Yeah, it was... Um, it, I would have said it would have been exciting if it had any chance whatsoever of running a place, but it 
snuck in just it hadn't really done much and yeah and then it um pulled up bad after the race and we had to retire it oh really like permanent issues or you just yeah. didn't want to push on nah, that sucks permanently yeah and that's the things with those those young races is it's not good for horses developments like they end up having a lot of issues down the track with their like look look at the the gold slipper for example like how often do you see them literally win the gold slipper and then get retired pretty much straight after it yeah i i mean we would we were trying to get it. The trainer was trying to get it into that. So she put it through. It was uh, Angela Plum, actually. She put it through yeah. all the, you know, races it had to go through to qualify. Mm-hmm. And we just qualified. I think it had to win a certain amount because it was it was part of the Magic Millions um, mm-hmm. sale. So it had to just had to, like, uh, get a certain amount of points through winning and placing or something. Yeah, it was all prize money based. Yeah, prize money. And then it, it got there and, um, <coughs> you know, Sorry. I'd like to think I was excited, but it just never had a chance. And I, and I, I did go to sleep a couple of nights leading up to it th- thinking that there... Just imagine. At least I was in the race, so surely we had a chance. But n- I don't think I ever really thought, like, I was going to win anything in that race. But it was it, it was exciting. Because who won it that year? Oh, mate. You fucking... You tested me what, there. What year What year was it? It was about f- six years ago, I think. Okay. Um, and it was the two-year-old race? Yeah, the two-year-old race. Yeah, the Magic Millions. Oh, I can't remember what won it, man. No, that's right. 14th of Jan, sorry, is when it runs next year. Just... In 14th there. of Jan. Okay, nice. That looks good. We'll be there. Just um, switching back to that Newcastle race. Mm. We'll talk about... One the of Hunter? Our, one of our favourites. One we've been waiting Br- for. Brutality. Yep. <laughs> well, the chances are it's not going to be yet in the field. That's a bit shattering. Which which is shattering oh. for, both, for, for all of us because we've got two black bookers in this race. Wahaha Falls and Brutality and both, <coughs> excuse me again, um, are emergencies. We've got Brutality is the first emergency and then we've got Wahaha Falls, who's the fourth emergency. The chances of either of them running are essentially slim to none with this good track around. Oh. So it's a bit of a kick in the guts considering considering we've been backing these horses pretty much throughout their entire preps and, well, not so much Waha, but mainly um, Brutality. <laughs> to get this, it just sucks. Oh. But what? so what, what are they going to do? So what will happen is um, I think the gong is next Saturday, so the Brutality will just go straight to that. And Waha Falls is actually nommed. He's actually accepted in for the, the ninth race also in the BM88, which is over the 1300, which is the same distance as the Hunter. He's top weight. He's carrying 63 kilos, but he will absolutely blow this field away if he, wherever he runs. Yeah, okay. What's he, what, like, he going to pay in that? He's two points. Oh, what have I got here? We've got three, three about the $3 oh. mark at the moment. Okay. <coughs> what about a John? So, yeah. A John in the last. Well, and then you got a John in the last. So this is an interesting horse. Like, I put him in my black book um, ages ago, actually. And I actually thought, because I 
I knew that Chris Lee's or Australian Bloodstock had actually bought um, him from overseas. And I was like, oh, okay, they're obviously going to be aiming this fella for the, the string carnival for those kind of mile 2,000 metre races. So he's only a three-year-old. So it wasn't <coughs> – I thought maybe – I don't know. I actually had no idea where they were going to aim him for. And then to see him pop up here in a in a in a sixteen hundred meter race was quite interesting. So I don't know. It's interesting they put they put Winkers on for the first time. You got J Mac on board, which is a huge push. Like they must have I don't know what they've done, but yeah, I had him in the black book. So I'm pretty keen to watch him go around and see how well he's settled here into Australia. Because if you're looking at if you're looking at this field, it's pretty junk to be honest isn't it it's all midway courses man he's gonna win that isn't he well if, if he if, if he races up to his uk form and he he, he loves the good decks obviously if he races up to his uk form i can't i don't i just i just don't understand i don't know why he's he's the odds he is it's probably because of I guess him being able to settle in and whether he whether he has settled in, I don't know. Get on him before you lose the price, listeners. <laughs> I'm get kidding. I'm, I'm getting, so he's about four dollars now. I think you can get or shop yeah. around about that. So I don't know. He's he's a course that I'm pretty keen to watch and go around. I don't <clears throat> I don't think I'll put him as a bet yet. But if you see any sort of late market support, I would just be getting on because. Usually with these imports or those these purchase imports, when they're settling into Australia, usually if the money's right, you you should definitely back them, that's for sure. Yeah, and should we be getting on Waihao Falls? Now, yeah. Yeah, because that price, as soon as he gets pulled out of that other race, that you price is going to drop. Yeah. Exactly, and he's got the, like in, Voldemort's on him in the Hunter, which is so disappointing. I would have preferred yeah. someone like 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 Brendan Abdullah. I thought was Baltimore. much better. <laughs> yeah, take Reese so Jones Brendan, over Voldemort. Take anyone oh, over Voldemort. Any day of the week. So Brendan Abdullah, he's actually taken Hasbulla. the run through through the cracks. Who's who's another great Hasbulla. great chance in the race? But another example, <laughs> not example, another emergency. So the arguably the three the three top chances or three of the top chances are all emergencies which is quite disappointing for a race particularly when you're looking about horses that are getting around in it things like horses like skylab and lions raw expat who's sucks like <laughs> swats that who who can't run a, like an, an inch past 1200 meters even 1100 for that matter like it's a pretty piss poor field and yeah. and to have those those three brutality and eats them up. Yeah, oh, brutality will just and charge down that sideline with his blinkers on. Grand final. Nah, no, no blinkers this week either. Oh. By the way, Corbs. Oh, oh. Okay. oh, it's not his grand final. No, the gongs. The gongs. The grand final. Yeah. Okay. That's so right. that's where we're that's getting right. on. And do, so do you think uh, early? Bet so that's for that. paying five. Brutality's five dollars in the gong at the moment. Do you think? Um, Wait. Wait, because okay. wait for barriers. He wants he's, the wide barrier. I think I think he's I think he's unders at five dollars in that in that gong race simply because you don't know what's going to happen with the barriers. Of course, barrier you know, one is, could be funny, and yeah. yeah, and the weather as well. Like if we can get a if we can get a, a good tag, it'll be interesting to see how he handles that. But um, wet deck obviously will be getting on. But if you're looking through the other horses in the race, like Old Flame. Brand well at Flemington, hoping your heart's a good horse. 
Laura Vindice should have won last start, but just had a horrible, horrible run in transit. Rustic Steel's all right. A tissue had a soft win. Like, it's going to be a it's a strong field definitely going into it. No, but I think he is definitely a, a wonderful chance, particularly with those blinkers going on. What do we um? What do we think about Cranbourne? Cranbourne, well, it's traditionally never been. I've never really had much luck at Cranbourne, Cranbourne is, in the past. Is one of my um devils. It's a devil's track, I don't, yeah. Cranbourne and Packenham. Oh, I, the I don't pig like swamp. the pig swamp Packenham, and I don't like Cranbourne. <laughs> it used to be a pig swamp, didn't it? I think it, it originally became. I got a bit of input a, here. It was a pig yeah, yeah. swamp. What do you know about Packenham? Cranbourne. Yeah. Are we talking the Victorian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cranbourne's as bad as any place I've been to on this planet. There you go. <laughs> and, and I'm not joking. The only good thing about it is Cranbourne Bait and Tackle, a good fishing shop, but it's a fucking shithole. Is there a body of water within a 200-kilometre radius of there? Maybe around 200 k's. <laughs> <laughs> I would, would not wish it upon anyone. Boys, Cranbourne. Oh, that that's kind of almost set us up. Hey, Mingy, you got to go because it's getting it's getting late here. You got to. We're just. Are we gonna say goodbye to you? You got to get. You got a big drive. Might hit the road. Um, lovely to hear your voice, Oracle. It's been <laughs> beautiful. Can barely hear you there, Dano. <laughs> Dano's Dano's cruising. He's um he's off to quickly um change uniform and balaclava and. Um, it's midget bashing time, actually. <laughs> Oracle, you don't want to know what he's talking about, mate. <laughs> is this rather, is this a story to come out of the on the potty? Well, it's a it's a it's a prequel or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prequel to something, Oracle. <laughs> they think I'm. Ah, oh, you. I don't know. You'll hear about it. Um, but uh, he's a dwarfist. I'm going to head off, boys. I'll see you next week. Okay, mate. All right, mate. Thanks, fellas. See you later. Go easy on those midgets. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Oracle. Um, yeah, sorry. No, keep going. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, it's not been a, a traditional good track for you. Their calls with the punt. Oh, I just don't like. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. So the history of Packenham, just, I'm pretty sure it was um, previously <laughs> a swamp, and then it was a pig full farm. of pigs. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so I think it's a. a they used to swap. race pigs there, yeah. apparently. <laughs> well, so, then they get bored with farming the pigs because it, it would get boring out there. I imagine on a pig farm, they used to race the pigs, yeah. But Cram. <laughs> you know what? Dano just told us about Cranbourne, and that has just even instilled in me further disregard for betting at, at Cranbourne this weekend. That's just like a. That's an, um, like an omen of unless, not to bet there. Unless you, unless you like something. Well, I'll give you a rundown so everyone understands the track. So yeah. we're going to get quite a bit of rain in the latter portions of this week. So they're expecting down there about 10 to 25 mils. So we're probably going to be dealing with a heavy deck over there, which is going to make it even more atrocious for you, Corbs. Oh, God. Oh, it's it's <laughs> going to be a swamp. Yeah, so they've got that. And the rail's out three metres. So <clears throat> traditionally... I wouldn't say it's a leader bias track in, in any way, shape or form, but it, it does tend to favour those who are drawn inside and who are on speed. So 
or behind the leaders at least. And it's, it's one of those tracks where if you've drawn wide or you're in the back of the field at the 1,000-metre race or the 1,400-metre races, you might as well just rip up your ticket now uh, because it, it's just one of those real annoying tracks where – where the, the way the the starting track will with the start where the gates are for those particular things it's really hard to make your way to make ground up i guess from that position so the 1400 meter starts on a bend so you got to kind of oh. get across over around the bend down that side straight and then you got that short turn before you come down the the final straight so yeah, you want to be horses who are who are on speed or, or thereabouts anyway. And particularly now when you're thinking about it, those ones that can handle the heavy as well. That's good to know for the Friday nights that I've found myself betting there. I'm just usually <laughs> taking pot shots. Donating. Donating. <laughs> donating to the tackle shop, pot which is their main sponsor. Pot shots at pigs. <laughs> and the, the pig hunt, we call it pig hunting. The, the grand, <laughs> Cranbourne <laughs> Tackle Shop. There's the no border near there. The Cranbourne Tackle Shop Classic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything? Anyway. Anything? Your that's taken your eye there. Well, what are the big races there? So you got the Cranbourne Cup, which is that sixteen hundred meter listed race, and then you got the Apache Cat Classic, which is a thousand meter sprint. Yeah. Okay. So Apache I, Cat. Is that because he won yeah. it last year? No, Apache Cat's one of the great scores. There we go. He was, oh, I'm he not was the a, oracle. He was, there we go. He, he, was a, he was a great, great sprinter. Love that. He that, won quite a decent amount of money. He was Victorian-based. Patchy Cat, yeah. Yeah, so he was the one. Do you remember hearing the, the horse with, like, the white face and then, like, um, like brown? Like, he, he was a chestnut. I think he was a chestnut. But, Just yeah, he, had the, he was very famous for having the, the white face. No. Do you remember that horse at all? I actually Phantom don't. of the Opera. But I love this. Yeah, you could call him a fan of the Opera horse. That was his stable name. Yeah, so he was a chestnut and he had this big white like marking, I guess, on his head. So everyone knew him. Fuck. Yeah, that's it. I love a good chestnut. Same. Yeah. They're a beautiful looking horse. Yeah, they are. So he 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 was a wonderful sprinter. You think he had he had a heap of starts. Like he was around for a long, long time. So yeah, so that was it. Yeah, so that obviously you had some success at Cranbourne. So anything, <laughs> anything in the anything in those two that you like, but in those two races, well, not really. Um, at the moment, in, more of a sit and watch cr- to watch the heavy and see what's happening. Yeah, in the in the Cranbourne Cup, it's it's actually got quite a decent little feel going around. Actually, like if you go through them, like some of them, like you've got a, a Group One winner in Callsign Mav having a run around. Oh yeah, I like Callsign. Yeah, so he's having a run. He's drawn wide, though. You've got Just Folk, who loves the heavy. Um, hey, Just Folk goes good. Bit of a perennial bridesmaid. But... Paul Sign won me a lot. Oh, loves, loves a place, but always runs well. Like, his, <coughs> his run um, behind Bartholomew Dais on um, Cup Day was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was huge. I, um, yeah. I've always got an eye on him. Yeah, he carried sixty kilos that day. He was he was wonderful. He'll run so a big race. He, he'll but he'll run a big race. Um, Uncle Bryn, you'll get he'll have his supporters. But my concern for him is that his two biggest runs or the the races where he's I guess rated the best have been both at sales. So I don't. I'm, I've still got I guess yeah. reservations out of him. Um, Visinari, good horse. I know Price can't have said that. 
<coughs> he's going to be better coming into this prep because he won well first up um, at Flemington over the, the 1,400. But, again, I don't know. I wasn't sold on his run last start in the crystal mile behind my Oberon. So there's, there's quite a few horses in this. No effort. Okay. Uh, hey, think- um, Ironclad, do you think um, – what do you think of him? Because I remember when he first, or what I, when I when he was first going around, mm. he, he might was he an import even? Um, no, no, no. So he he's he's been around for. A, oh, he actually yeah, he was a UK import, I think. Yeah, because when he first came over, I remember. Yeah, he won we, like we got on him and he was he going win, well. Didn't he win three or four on the trot? Yeah, he might have. He was doing real well. Yeah, over in 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 South Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that actually now. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I knew he, I knew he went off the boil there for a bit because they put him into a couple of group races, and I think he was entered in the in the Goodwood as well. Like <coughs> he's racing some decent races, but I think he's just been outclassed or something hasn't come up. But his run first up was was promising in the in the Linlithgow behind Old Flame, but he was comfortably beaten. So yeah, I think I honestly think the Cranbourne Cup is a, a bit of a tough race and. I don't think I could make a case for actually quite a few horses in it as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, what do you reckon? Just stay out of that. I'd stay out of that race, to be honest. Okay. What uh? What about the other races in this? What? Are, yeah. So the the Apache Cat. So if you have a look in that field, have a look at number ten. You'll probably see a familiar name. Oh, there. are you kidding? I am more. Here we go. Similar price to what we got it at too a few weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think he's shopping around the eight eight dollar mark or thereabouts. Five, actually, five dollars <coughs> I've got in front of me. Who's got five dollars up? Oh, okay. Yep, I can see who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, um, another bookmaker has it a little bit bit wider. Who's got a wider? Starts with N. <laughs> Who's got Neds. a wider? Neds. N. Neds. Yeah, I think. This is what I can see. I've got a Ned's account. <laughs> it should be well. Dad's mate, got a Ned's account. If you, <laughs> if you, got, if you, if you, banned. If you can get eight dollars, if you can get eight dollars for that, you've got to get on that now, hey? Yeah, you got eight, eight and two seventy. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So the only thing you got to think about now is you want to be with the thousand meter races. You want to be drawn in those inner barriers, and you probably want to be on speed. So. <coughs> If you're having a look here, the the more fancied runners in this particular race are Jigsaw, Iron War, and Midwest, all noted leaders or or, or thereabouts anyway. Yeah. So the way Iron War pinged out of the gates last start at um, at Mooney Valley, one would suggest that I guess he'll get across. I I think so. Um, What's he drawn? It'd be interesting to see how Midwest goes being drawn inside and whether. Be able to hold Iron War out. I don't know. So it, it makes for an interesting race. Um, I, I really gonna... like that. I really like yeah. it. I think at the prices though, with Mid Midwest obviously has a wonderful record, um, but is yet to see a heavy deck. So that's a bit of a query. Query there. Yeah. Um, Iron War's handled the heavy. Obviously, one <coughs> run a run a Cranbourne twelve hundred meter race by about three lengths. I remember in August this year. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be definitely be, be willing to, to part ways with some coin on that horse, definitely. Okay, I great. I love that. Love so, Carlene Heffel, who's riding him, what do you know about her? Should we be she's concerned? No, nah, she's great. 
Okay. She's got a great affiliation with the horse. She's did she ride um, him last time? Yeah, she's 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 honestly this this she did. prep. She's she's not been on the last three times for three wins. Yeah, she there rode him well too. <laughs> and 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 funnily enough, if you look back at those wins, that all the all been over twelve hundred, and by a total winning margin, I think of about six lengths total over the last three. Yeah, that's epic. That's right. Well, that's so, a bit. I, I feel like that is a better, and at two seventy a place, you you might <coughs> cop some deductions, particularly with some there's some scratchings. But I feel like she's a great chance. Yeah, fuck yeah, love that. So what else we got? Anything Just else move. at Cranbourne? What? Nah, no, no. Grease is getting around, which is a great horse. That's the Ma Eustace horse. You'll see. Her. I think she's in race four. Oh, geez, they're on fire at the moment. Yeah, they 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 could they they great trainers, aren't they? Oh. They're, they're great. This is a great great season for them the whole year. Greece been... race four, yeah. Chuck Greece chuck, race four. Chuck them in all your multis. But <laughs> I don't know if she'll go. That she won't go round if it's if it's a, a wet deck. Yeah. Okay. And then Port Phillip in the in the third race. Like if you look at its form, point two of a length off high emotion in the Bendigo Cup, and what did high emotion do in the in the Melbourne Cup? Massive. Massive third, third place. It? Yeah, mm. third. Fast finishing third. So I don't know how anything beats it in race three, to be honest. Yeah, okay. That's another yep. bet. And another I think you bet. can shop. What What can you guys shop around? Port About three Phillip, bucks. 270 I've got. Race three, yeah, Cranbourne. Which isn't too bad. Take it. Oracle. So, yeah, like if, Sorry. Yeah. No, so much keep, in that race. Yeah, so that 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 could be both. I know you don't like it, but it's a multi filler, and it's a, and it's an and it's an individual bet. That's a multi filler for sure. I actually wanted to ask you about Doombin. Yeah, the Keith Nowd. So traditionally, this is like the I guess this meeting. I won't say it's the official kickoff of the the Brisbane Summer Carnival or the Queensland Summer Carnival, but. It, it, it's the first about, like, the I guess the listed race is kicking off, which is good. The unofficial. Yeah. So you always got to have a look around and have a start watching horses getting around Queensland now because a lot of them will be aimed for, for our summer carnival, in particular the Magic Million. So, yeah, it's good to keep an eye on it, particularly those little two-year-olds and three-year-olds getting around. So, like the Max Lee's classic as well. So I had a look up as well while we were... <laughs> dealing with our little rain delay. And Russian Conquest actually won the Max Lee's Classic last year. Oh, and then she went on to, to run she second to, to Kilnagata in the in the three-year-olds. So, I'm um, sorry, the two-year-olds. So it was two-year-olds or three-year-olds? Either way. So did um, two-year-olds, sorry. So went on to, to run really well. So it does have recency. It's quite good. So What race is that, sorry? So that was the Max Lee's. Remember, are we talking about the 900 meter dash? For oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that was actually run by one by Russian Conquest yeah. last year, who went on to run second to Cool and Gatter in the two year old classic. Yeah, I, I backed it. It's an omen bet. We've been backing yeah, Russian Connie here. I think I got 10 bucks Connie. for it too. Mm. In that yeah, race. I, backed it that, I backed it that day as well because it's simply because of the price. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, I see you've got a very good each way chance. Well, I think there's two really good each way chances in this race, and oh. they're outside of the favourite. Like you'll see, <coughs> Tony Golan has what one, two, three, four runners in this race, so no surprise there. But I thought Salatine is an unbelievable bet at these odds. So 
go back and have a look. Like I thought um, her trial was really good at Doombin late October. She's three from three at the track and distance. And if you go back and look at her last start, forget that she went around the glass house on that real heavy 10 deck where have a look at the, in the Dane Ripper, the group two, she finished 1.2 lengths off Palazapan. Mm. And we know what Palazapan did this prep. She went down and ran the group one Empire Rose. She pushed Nimalee in the group two down there. So <clears throat> she's got some elite form lines coming through. And then you've got a 0.75 length second behind Najmati in uh, in the I think it's the Helen Coglin stakes, which was in our in our carnival as well. Mid last, so I that feel like those lines four are lines, out of control. Exactly, and, and eight fifty, and you're three from three at the track and distance. Has one first up before. I didn't mind her trial there. And I thought Vinko was another one who trialed really, really well in that same trial. They they both quinelled that trial on the 27th of October. God, that's good. I need to get... I've been on Vinko a lot, I feel. So with Vinko, just keep an eye on... To be honest, what I'll be doing is I'll be having a listen to... If you go to, if you go to Google and search Tony Gollum, the, um, I think it's the final gallop, and he does a little, like a little kind of podcast slash like video of his runners for the weekend. Listen to like the, the outline of his runners in this particular race. Okay. <clears throat> Obviously he'll talk up Garibaldi because he loves the horse, but listen and see what he says about Vinco and Salatine. And if there's any sort of notable push on either of them, I'll be probably, I'll be probably chiming in particularly with Salatine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You think Salatine could be just a good early bet now anyway? Mm, you could probably say that. Obviously, if you get with Bet365, you get the odds drift protect and then you've at least locked in $9 and then you can obviously look to to do anything more with it if you want to add more units onto it or anything like that. Yeah. It's a good bookie, Bet365. It is, isn't it? So Underrated yeah. bookie. Oh, I hate them. Yeah, well, they banned, <laughs> they banned the Oracle. <laughs> they banned the Oracle. But, they, you know, that's because they're smart. Well, that's, I'd ban the Oracle. <laughs> First thing I'd do as a bookmark, bookmaker. Yeah, before I put up any odds. I would ban the Oracle and all affiliates with the Oracle. <laughs> Unless it was the TCRN, I would try to actually... I'd sponsor them. I'd sponsor the. I'd sponsor this podcast. And ban like. the Oracle. But all, I'd ban the Oracle. That's just, that's just smart from the bookies, you know? So that's a, so that's a good each-way play, potentially. I think it's yeah. either way. But uh, did, what was the other one you liked there? Vinco. Oh, just, Vinco. No, oh, they're both in the Vin- same race. They're both in the same both, and they both trod. You can probably get about eight fifty nine bucks for both of them. So you probably have Benny Tubet play there. But just wait to see what um what Tony Gollan says um in his final gallop. And when do, when does he put okay. that out? Is that usually on um? To be Friday? honest, it wouldn't surprise tomorrow, me if it comes maybe? out tomorrow. Tomorrow nice. night, he might film tomorrow. It w- it'll be pretty soon. That's probably so. By the time this potty's out, we'll, probably, out we'll, we'll, we'll night. probably know. It Hopefully. might be. Let's see. Let's wait and see. Okay. Yeah. Good. So just search, all you need to do is just search "final gallop Tony Golan" in Google, and it'll come up. Okay. Lovely. All right. Well, um, we'll let you get back to your lovely time in Tassie, and it's getting late here, so we should be heading off. Too um, easy, lads. Thanks and again, we'll do man. As, all good. As we always do, we'll post the tips. Yep. 
Exactly, exactly. Thank but you they so should, much. But they'll yeah. have to listen first. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, well, maybe I won't. Post all of them. A little bit of, <laughs> little bit of uh, potty blackmail. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, mate. Thanks again. See you later. Good. See you Love later. the Oracle. Bye.